welcome to Life, Death, and Cookies. I'm Shar Tanner. And I'm Oliver Tanner. Lindy, what are you doing? Filling in for Dad. You're just supposed to be yourself, not be Daddy. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Life, Death, and Cookies. For real this time. I'm Shar Tanner. And I'm Lindy Tanner. And as you notice, I have a different co-host today. Oliver is out. He's been working uh, pretty much 12 hours a day for seven days for the past couple weeks. Um, we had a really, really large expense come up for us, so he is working his tail off and so as you know, you may have noticed, we haven't had the podcast for a couple weeks and we're like, we got to get the podcast going again. So I've invited Lindy, our daughter. We've talked about Lindy um, a few times on the podcast and um, you wanted to say anything about yourself? I don't know. 14 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I'm so glad to have Lindy on the podcast with me today to talk about I will bring that up. The nitty gritty for today is we're going to, so yeah, I'll tell the nitty gritty and then I'll backtrack. So we're going to talk about a quote about death from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and talk about someone in the news who recently faked their death. So um, we have a, a lot to talk about about that. Um, but so, we were on this track of talking about forgiveness, you know, saying, I forgive you and please forgive me as from Dr. Ira Byock's book, The Four Things That Matter Most. We will get back to that, um, but it's kind of on a hiatus, hi, hi, hiatus? Do you know how that's said? No. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's on hold. That's good, good. On hold. Um, for now, but we will get back to it. Um, so I think we'll get right into the nitty gritty. We're going to go on to this quote, and Lindy, I'm going to let you read the quote. Okay. No one really knows why they are alive until they know what they'd die for. And uh, that's what they would die for. So they'd, if they would. Um, um, by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he said that. Um, so do you have anything to say about that? I think uh, it definitely, I don't know, when we were looking at things to talk about for today, it definitely was one of those things that kind of just, I was like half in La La Land, but that just kind of hit me. It stood out as true to you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think it's so true if you're not willing to die for something, then does it really matter for you? Or I guess, I don't know. And it just, well, I almost, I kind of almost get a message from it. If you don't have anything that you would die for, then what's the point of living? It sounds yeah. a little bit harsh, I guess. And I don't know. I mean, you don't have to know 
what that thing is right when you first start living, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's good to find that. But if you have nothing that you're trying to accomplish in life and that you would give up a lot to give up even your own life, then are you even, like, trying to accomplish anything? Are you... And what is life if you're not going to accomplish anything, if you're just going to sit around and do nothing? Well, like, the, some things that... Well, like, I think about the things that... Um, I feel like I'm alive for and would die for are my family, um, my, you know, my spiritual religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, um, you know, being able to, we, we believe that we can return to live back, uh, with God, um, after we die and so you know those things are so important to me and so ingrained in me that um, those are what I would live for and that I would die for Um, so in the comments if you'd like to share if you know what you're living for what you would be willing to die for let us know so, yeah, I think that, that there's this search. If you're just living aimlessly and you don't have anything that, no purpose to your life, yeah. then maybe it's time to look for a purpose, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's good if it takes a while. In fact, I feel like if, like, you're really searching but it takes a while, that might be a good thing because things that are good in life are hard to get to. And... If it takes a while to find the purpose you're looking for, that's okay. But if you search for purpose and then you try to accomplish something in life, whatever that is that you're trying to accomplish, then you'll be living. You'll be truly living your life. Uh, it's living life with purpose, um, with goals, with, um, like I said, like not being aim just living aimlessly with no with no purpose well yeah it's like you'll hear um being alive versus living and i hear that in terms of an exciting life but i think it can apply to this too if you're living just like you're alive you're just oh i'm breathing or if you're living and you're truly trying to do something with your life every day and yeah well you and and you wonder maybe you know what type things were maybe martin luther king thinking of freedom you know we of course you know that i have a dream speech and all those things that were important to him and um and the so freedom for all people and um equal opportunity um and i think in a way he did he died for those, for those things. Yeah. Um, and he lived his life with that purpose. And so he's a good example of this. Can you think of any other good examples of that live people? I didn't, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. Um, of people that knew, knew their purpose and what they would die for. Um, I want to think of somebody from the scriptures, Captain Moroni. I can't remember all of it, but I remember he was big on liberty Mm -hmm. and 
um, like, I, I can't remember all of the stuff, but he's just the one who comes to mind for some reason for me. And I always like to think back to George Washington, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you talk about the scriptures. I mean, Jesus Christ would be the ultimate example, yeah. right? He did give his life for the love of all of us, for all of us to be able to um, be saved and yeah. return to live back with him. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about this quote? No. Let us know if you have anything that you want to contribute to this conversation. Um, and we will get back to doing our live streams as well. Um, we wanted to give, since this is Lindy's first time, um, her debut, her maiden voyage or whatever, <laughs> we wanted to give her an opportunity to get practice at this before. Get my feet wet before swimming. Yeah, before diving in. And so we will get back to live streaming, um, maybe with Lindy, who knows. We're taking this kind of a day, a week at a time as things um, in our house is kind of put in, I don't know, I'm thinking of the sign for it, but I can't After think of the word. Everything's changing. We just are like, oh, this is how it changed. Let's adapt. Yeah. Ad adapt and conquer, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, Lindy and I are probably the least funny people in our family and we're supposed to be life dozen cookies is supposed to have some humor to it although you can be really like funny unintentionally so I'm good at being dramatic <laughs> well you are 14 years old i'm always dramatic <laughs> so um so we're we're gonna try and make this entertaining but i think that um this next part where we talk about this um, fake death, we might get some strong feelings. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so um, I read this article and I will link the article in the description um, of the podcast. A TikToker from, is that the right word? I yeah, don't do TikToker. TikToker. I think they said in the article like TikTok content creator or something but tiktoker i think works yeah um so from belgium wanted to, to teach his family a life lesson so he had the help of so this is more of his extended family yeah um because he had the help of his wife and his children so i don't know how popular i never heard of this guy i'm not saying who it is i don't remember it'll be in the article but um i don't know how popular he was or any or is He's not, he faked his death. Well, Spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, so not so popular anymore. No, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you, yeah, I, I don't know. But so he had the help of his wife, wife and his children, and he gave, and they even gave like these public announcements on social media, like the kids are like, you had, you were taken too soon, and blah 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 like I love you dad yeah um and they planned the funeral and i don't know how much of it they actually planned or if they just planned the actual event and they and uh, because then 
he showed up in a hel helicopter before the funeral started. Mm -hmm. So he landed and the dead man and a camera crew, of course, um, came out of the helicopter and he got to see who showed up to his funeral and who didn't. And he, um, he was like, I did this to start my life again with you, saying this to the family that's there. Um, he had felt like his extended family had neglected him. So what do you have to say, Lindy? The thing that really got me, like all of this was just a lot, but the thing that really got me was you could see that one of the guys who was there was like hugging and crying like his face was totally red and he was totally heartbroken over this guy's death and then you know he's overjoyed that he's back but I also feel like you'd be so I mean I guess if you care about a person that much maybe you're not thinking about right then but you'd be so upset if somebody told me if I heard that my best friend had died and then I come and they're like yeah I was trying to teach you a lesson because I felt like you didn't appreciate me there's so many other better ways to say that or move on some I get that it's your extended family but I think this was just it was a lot of steps too far um I there's a lot of things that I have I I understand the lesson and here on life death and cookies you know th this is a good topic to have about you know we talk like um you haven't been here in the discussions but like um Maury um Schwartz I don't remember that from Tuesdays with Maury he had his had a funeral for himself before he died because um, he was like, I want to hear all the stuff people are, you know, he was sick and about to die. Yeah. And he's like, I want to hear all the stuff that people are going to say, right? And so, you know. But there was no trickery involved no, there. No, no, no. But I'm saying I can understand the, the sentiment, the thought behind it of, we need to appreciate each other more, right? Yeah. And we do, and the time that we have with each other. But I also felt, I don't know, maybe the wording was right off in the article, but it sounded really selfish. Yeah, and I think one of those things that really gets it is he was posting it on TikTok. He had a camera crew. You think, how much of that do you think was for showing his family what he wanted, and how much of that was for showing TikTok? Oh, look at this thing I did. Yeah, TikTok to get is views. just yeah, it's views get people do outrageous things and and people hurt the people they love just to get views and I don't think it's okay. Well, and I feel like so some of the other things that I had a problem with is it's that same thing of like is it was it just how much was it just for the views, right? Or, you know, and we don't know this guy. I don't, I still have no idea. I don't even know his name, right? And we're here talking about, it. we don't know the true motivations. And, you know, he could just be like, oh, yeah, this is an opportunity. But I feel like, uh, yes, a different way to go about it and maybe talk about it. Because, you know, like I said, we don't talk about death. People are scared to talk about death. And, that people are gonna die have these maybe you can't have the conversations but if some if you're not getting invited to things invite them right and um reach out and say hey i miss you 
you know, we all could go, go listen to the Life, Death, and Cookies podcast, you know, that we all can die at any time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and it's so true. Sometimes I'm like, my friends never text me, but when I try and text them, they'll text with me. And sometimes people aren't like, it's not like they're malicious, like they maliciously hate me. It's just that they're busy with life. Maybe it's not like his extended family was like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. It's like, we live our own lives. I can't like keep up with you all the time. And maybe if you said, hey, we're going to do this fun thing. Do you want to come? Then maybe they would come And You know, maybe we don't know. Maybe he had tried, but even still, just the whole trickery. Tricking people is never the answer, I don't think. Yeah, and I also think it kind of gives the, like, could the boy who cried wolf, right? Yeah. You know, when he really dies, or people are going to be like, huh, he's not really dead. I'm not going to go to spend money on a plane ticket to go to a funeral that's not really happening, you know? It's like, it's, I just think overall, I... I understand the lesson. I think the life lesson is important, but the methodology was all wrong. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I don't think. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, he he's got he's got articles written about him. I'm sure people have gone and um, looked at his. You know, and that's another thing, too. You know, maybe some of the people are like, yeah, I'm staying away from you. I don't want to end up on your videos. You know, I don't know if that's a thing, if that's going to be. Because it did, it did describe him as a prankster. Yeah. So. Um, and that's understandable. If I knew someone was a prankster, I probably wouldn't really want to come to half the things they invited me to if I'm just going to be part of something if you're bringing your video camera everywhere you go yeah i can definitely understand but i don't but again we don't know if that's really i've never watched any of his videos anyway what do you have anything else to say no what do you guys think about this was this funny is it bad taste what what are your ideas about this tiktoker faking his death um, so we want to, we want to know what you think. We're going to go on to putting the fun in funeral and we're going to let Lindy get involved in this. Usually this is something that I bring up and we're going to let Lindy talk about what she wants for her funeral. <laughs> so I actually came up with this. We had like this dead bird that was in the backyard and I was burning a fire and I was just like we're like oh let's burn it Wyoming no this is in our backyard it's like two months ago oh here yeah at this this house yes how come I didn't we told you about it I don't remember this I don't know life Um, so there was a dead bird in the backyard oh I remember the dead bird now yeah there was a dead bird And so I was burning uh, sticks that needed to be gotten rid of. And then I was like, oh, let's burn this bird because it's just sitting here and we don't need it. It's kind of gross sitting on the lawn. And so we pick it up with sticks, we burn it, and I'm just watching it and I'm like, I love fire. Burn me like Darth Vader. 
I don't want to be cremated like, I don't know exactly how they cremate, but I want to be burned like Darth Vader, like on an open pile of logs or something. <laughs> and just for everyone to watch. Yep. You don't have to watch if you don't want. I oh, well, like I'll probably be dead, but... Um, well, and Daddy, when you were telling Daddy about this, he said, asked, oh, like, because he's talked about doing a Viking funeral, but you I don't... just want to be like Darth Vader. I don't want a Viking funeral. Don't pull me on the water. Everybody's just going to their... So, I like the feeling of, like, when you're close to a fire, and it's kind of, like, burning your face, and it's like, oh, that's too hot, but also it's, like, really nice. Some people don't like that feeling, but everybody's going to get that feeling watching me burn. They're just going to feel that heat in their face, and they're going to think, wow, she liked fire. <laughs> you don't you don't think that people, like, that would be traumatic to see you burning? <laughs> you know, with a Viking funeral, at least they're out. Fun. Oh, I, well, yes. So, yeah, you are, you have a little bit of daddy in you there. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe it sounds weird to other people. Maybe it sounds wrong to other people. But that's how I want to do it. And then I don't care who has my ashes that much. If you even keep my ashes. Maybe we'll fly away in the wind because I'm just a big pile of you wood. Just, <laughs> just a big pile of ashes. No, if you keep my ashes, Where do you probably just like use it for fer fertilizer for like plants I grew or something. Oh, because you do love plants too. Yeah. Um, so... Where where do you want this burning to happen? Just um, maybe I'll have a big backyard. And oh yeah, you do want a farm. Yeah, or maybe you know how they'll burn their fields. Um, maybe it'll be on that season. I'll conveniently die at the right time. <laughs> and of course, it'll all. So you'll have this is how you'll start the field on fire. Is you'll just start burning the pile of logs with me, <laughs> and then. It'll just light the rest of the field, and everybody gets to watch me and my farm burn until you put it out because that's dangerous. It's the field, not the farm. Well, yeah, the field, but, like, that's half the farm. Yeah. You could don't burn down the house. <laughs> I'll probably be involved in making the house, so I don't want that. I don't want that to burn. Yeah. All that at the same time, that would be pretty dope. <laughs> dope. <laughs> That's. I didn't know that word was coming back. <laughs> I don't know. It's the word that came into my mind. <laughs> okay, so that was putting the fun in funeral. Our next segment we're gonna do. We're going to actually invite Joseph on um, to come and help us. He's gonna do. We've only done this one uh, famous last words once, but. Joseph, every time we talk about, like, every week when we're preparing the podcast, he's like, we could do a famous last words because he read this book. Anyway, we can have him. You can come and explain it, Joseph. Okay, so when, oh, like a few years ago, when I was in school, well, I was still homeschooled. Mommy was like, got me this book from the library. It was Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales, like the first book from it. And I, like, 
was so confused. I was like, what is this? And it was, it's basically a history graphic novel. And I read one book and I'm like, this is the best book I've ever read. And then I got more and more and more. And I basically read like all of them. And it's basically American history that's like as accurate. The author just makes it as accurate as he can. And so the author's name is Nathan Hale. And he writes it from the perspective of the spy Nathan Hale who like. From history. Yeah. Who died during the, who was hung during the American Revolution. And so my, the last words are, my only regret is that I have but one life to give for my country. And that was Nathan Hill's last words, as said by a British officer who was at his own unit, and maybe some other people who were at his own unit. So the British officer said that that's what his last words were. Yeah. Because a lot of times before they kill someone, they said, do you have any last words? Yeah. And those were his. So he was an American Revolution hero, I guess. Well, kind of. Oh. He wasn't really. So he he was a part of Knowlton's Rangers, um, and they, like, kind of just did a lot of special stuff during the revolution like they would do like observing stuff and be like hey mark that down in this book or they'd like watch battles from afar to like scout out plants and stuff like that so he never really fought in many battles he always wanted to fight in battles but he never got to fight in them he always felt like he wasn't lucky, but everyone else was like, "Man, you're lucky not having to ever fight." And he's like, "I want to fight." Okay, so tell us his his last words again. So my only regret is I have but one life to give for my country. Okay, thanks for joining, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think this is a lot shorter episode, but that's okay. Um, we're going to go on to cookies now. So if you want to bring the cookies in, Lindy. So you made these ones. You often, whenever we have homemade cookies, they are made by you. Yes. Um, so tell us about these cookies. These are a cookie that you found online. They're buttermilk cookies. They're, they were kind of like, they're not quite cake battery, but they were pretty close. They were very wet for cookies but a little bit too thick for cake batter. And so they're just like a sugar cookie and then, or close to it, and then with cinnamon sugar on top. Okay. So yeah, we had buttermilk that needed to be used. So I'm like, let's find some buttermilk recipes. And I saw buttermilk cookies and I was like, oh, we can do that for the podcast. So let's try it out. Oh, you can have that one (laughs) since it's on your side. So yeah, this is feels very spongy like cake. I like the flavor. Yeah. It's not yeah, it's a little bit too spongy I think to be like cookie cookie. But it is good. It's kind of like a really soft like a biscuit but not it's 
almost like a biscuit, but um, it doesn't have the, like biscuits a lot of time have kind of a tougher outside. Yeah. And this does. And it's not as buttery as biscuits. Biscuits are very buttery. But the flavor is good. Yeah. Which is not a, we still have not looked up the definition of what a cookie is because daddy will say oh this isn't a cookie right and we asked one time when we did a brownie thing because in the king arthur cookie book they have brownies in the cookie book and i wouldn't consider a brownie as a cookie yeah maybe you just define it with your heart see well somebody might define this in their heart or maybe you're defining this as cake in your heart. Maybe a it's miniature cake. Yeah. It's like chocolate chips. You measure that with your heart. I guess we could have sent um, Olivia. Olivia's birthday's coming up. And I guess we could have sent individual size cookies. And you know, or like this kind of cookie. Cake, yeah. Cakey. Um, but... I like the flavor. It has a um, sweetness. Maybe the vanilla comes out pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, no notice of buttermilk, <laughs> which is good. It didn't smell very nice when I, like the dough didn't smell very nice. So I'm glad that it tastes better than it smells. Yeah. So we're actually, since we, so, oh yeah. We will link the, because this is from an online recipe, so we will link the cookie so you can make it in the description. And we will also link Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales, since um, we mentioned that. And we are going to be closing now. So we actually are going to let Oliver come and, and close for us because no one can say the what is this um memento mori usque guy vivere or something like that <laughs> yeah. no one no one can say the um oh latin that's the word oh so so memento mori usquego vivere remember you will die until then live thanks lindy for joining us and joseph and Oliver for making, Oliver's mini-me, for making an appearance at the end. Bye-bye. <laughs>